Typecast Movie Show. Here we go with Jack Safer as your host. The quintessential podcast for movie reviews. Everything from Marvel to indie films to it's friends and fun and movies. Here we go. It's the Typecast Movie Show. Welcome back to the Typecast Movie Show. This is episode... 22, I believe, uh, recording on July 19th, 2018. Been a a little bit since I recorded one, but we're back, and I'm joined today with returning guest Noah Summer. What's up, Noah? Not much, not much. Thank you for having me again. I'm honored. Um, Yeah, so Noah, if you remember, uh, was on my Stranger Things Season 2 podcast. We had uh, a lot of fun talking about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, so before, before we get into... Three Identical Strangers, which is the movie I uh, we just came back from seeing and we're going to be talking about. I want to do a little bit of a recap for Typecast Movie Show. So in June of 2017, we did our first episode. That was when I did a Baby Driver review with Jake. Uh, so that's, yeah, so it's been over a year since I started doing this, which is pretty cool, I think. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. And I've been definitely <laughs> not on top of posting episodes. I've seen a bunch of movies this year, which I haven't reviewed. Um, and I will probably talk about some of them as the year goes on, but this is the second documentary I've seen this year. And I just want to give a quick shout out to the other one I've seen, which is won't you be my neighbor, which is the, uh, the documentary that focuses on Mr. Rogers and his life. Great movie. I loved it. Uh, but this is not that movie. This is Definitely a darker movie, but not necessarily a dark movie uh, called Three Identical Strangers. Noah, you want to tell us a little bit about what this movie is about? Oh, do I? Okay. So Three Identical Strangers is pretty much, pretty much proof that truth is stranger than fiction is, I think, the best way to say it. It's like the tagline, I would say. Exactly. Um, yeah, so... Good, uh, good summary. So yeah, so we're gonna, we're definitely gonna get into some spoilers. So, but without spoiling anything right now, I want to give a, a little bit of a light synopsis of what we're dealing with here. So it's the story of th- uh, triplets. Yeah. They don't know they're triplets. They don't. They go 19 years of their life living with separate families, all within a hundred mile radius of one another, all adopted, and. Neither family knows about the existence of the other brothers until a new story yep. appears. That's yeah, that's pretty spot on. And I, I think we both stayed away from knowing too much about this movie going in because we had heard that there were some, some things that were bigger than maybe originally meet the eye about this movie, which definitely there are. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, so it's about which in itself the synopsis is pretty a pretty crazy story. Of just like three three kids that find out that they were right. all adopted by separate families. Yeah, just that is like mind blowing. Right. You know? And then with all the added stuff, which we'll talk about uh, once we start going into some spoilers, uh, just makes this story more unbelievable that this could even happen. Uh, but yeah, so it's I liked how the movie kind of sets up each each of the kids individually about what they're like, and you can even though they look identical, you kind of at least get a vague idea of how they're different, like what their lives exactly. were like. 
Yeah, and you know, when you're dealing with three identical characters, giving them all that sense of individuality is like a real real accomplishment, and they do it very well. Yeah, so uh, these three kids, they're from New York, uh, three Jewish kids, and I think they're just graduated high school or going into college. Uh, Bobby, Eddie, and David Mm -hmm. are the three kids' names, and the movie details exactly how they all wind up meeting each other, but they it's, a, it's about when they're 20 years old, which is crazy that it took that long. Um, not, and none of the parents knew, which is kind of where you start getting into a little bit of the mystery about this and why, even if the parents had decided not to share that information with the kids, why the parents themselves wouldn't be aware that that was uh, the case, which is some of the more interesting stuff. Uh, again, without going to spoilers, because we will... Uh, they, they ask a lot of really interesting and deep questions in this movie about, uh, you know, free will and nature versus nurture and how much kind of how those kind of come together, how much of your decisions are just inherently biological, uh, and hereditary and how much of it is, uh, made up by the choices you make, which I didn't expect to be something that yeah. was discussed going into this movie. I don't know about you. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, I had, I had heard that there were some real, like, shocking revelations to be had, but I didn't think I would be as, like, philosophically questioned right. as I was. No, there's, um, there's a lot of really cool questions that are answered um, and some that are kind of left to be pondered on I guess and that's Noah and I after we saw the movie were kind of asking these questions like I don't know I I think that was something that was cool about this and then um before I before I go into spoilers uh I'll I'll say the one I really I really love this movie I thought it was fantastic Mm -hmm. uh I think we're both on the same page with that it's completely agree it's definitely something that you should go out and see but if I'm going to criticize it so you can hear at least one or two of my critiques before I uh before I go into the spoilers and kick all of you out that either don't want to be spoiled or, um, you know, I felt like because the story gets so big mm-hmm. when certain things are discovered, um, it, it did lose a little bit of the sense of, um, I guess like what we're talking about here. It kind of felt like it was not unorganized, but it felt like it was, I, I lost track of what the story was really about because it got to so many different things, but I feel like it's impossible to tell this huge story without exactly that sense. Uh, so I, I get it. And then the other thing that kind of bothered me is I, I get sometimes in movies when they show you a clip that you already saw in the movie, but the context is different. And it, I think it worked in this movie, but I think they did it just a, a few too many times where it was like, we literally just saw this clip a minute ago and they're showing it to us again. Um, those were the two things that kind of bothered me, but I feel like, um, even with that, those are just minor gripes because the story is so captivating. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's our, any, any closing thoughts before we, before we dive in? Uh, I mean, you know, a few refutations on some of those. Yeah, no, I know you, you disagree. (laughs) All right. So, um, here's your, here's your time to get out and pause this, go see the movie, come back when you're ready to hear our thoughts. So, yeah, so we alluded to the fact that this story really goes deeper than you originally think. And it really does go deeper. Um, once you find out there's that scientist and he, he finds out that, 
what what was it? He found out that there was a, a study where two twins had been separated from at birth to be studied separately, and then he kind of he calls he calls these three triplets who have you know made waves in the media, and that's where this all kicks off. I I remember I turned to you during the movie when they at one point, and I was like, "Are they clones?" I thought <laughs> I thought that that was like the big twist, and then I realized no, that's not the case. Uh, but even that, I mean, one, one guy was like, this is some Nazi shit. Like it Mm -hmm. did, it did definitely. And they talk about it a lot. It had like Holocaust feelings of what, I don't know. What was that guy's name? The, Uh, the guy who experimented on twin. No, no, no. The guy in the Holocaust who experimented on twins. Oh, I forget. But it, it felt very much like that. It was like something very sinister. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. What did you think about that? I mean, I was definitely shocking to me. I mean, it's just, it's inconceivable, you know, that things like, like that you would separate brothers at birth, mm-hmm. you know, and that this was going on for, you know, scientific purpose. Like they, they say it really well in the movie that they scientists were putting their careers and their accomplishments and, you know, whatever journal they were going to get published in, that was all put above the lives of these triplets and however many more families were affected. Yeah. I think, yeah, and you, you brought up a, a good point where we are talking earlier about, like, where's the line? Where do you draw the line of, like, where what they're doing is so cruel that it can't justify any discovery they can make from it? The thing that really got me to feeling like it wasn't justifiable was the fact that they lied to the parents about why they were coming to their house. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine someone coming to your house that is, like, saying that they're collecting information for a survey they're doing about adopted kids and you find out that they are aware of like a scheme that involves you and in your entire family like that that messed me up even oh god just the thought of it is like so creepy to think about i mean like how do you how do you even process that as you know like i can't imagine knowing that the past 18 years you've been spending you know loving this kid that you you know, you adopted, like, you, it was a, dis, like, a decision. Yeah. You know, that that it's essentially just all out of their hands. Right. You know? Yeah, that that was the craziest thing. It was, like, they had been handpicked, and when they showed, like, the sisters, like, that were oh. specific, like, that, that was one case where I was, like, showing that footage again made sense, because the first yeah. time you see it, you're like, oh, that is crazy. They all have sisters that are all the same age. And then you realize that that was like exactly. intentional for these people that are conducting an experiment was kind of mind blowing. Exactly. And uh, I think, yeah. I think with that, with the showing of the clips, I think, especially in that moment, the first time you see the three brothers with, who all have an adopted sister it has this really like lovely heartwarming score to it and they're playing like walking on sunshine in the background <laughs> exactly and it's just it's the most wholesome image you've ever seen it's right. you know these long lost brothers coming together and it's this big adoptive family mm-hmm. and then the next time you see the photo it's not wholesome it's horrifying right you know and it's all with that change of music yeah uh, of course for sure knowing more about the story as well. Yeah. The the one thing that I noticed that the movie does, uh, which I really commend, and I think it's uncom- it's not common that you see this in movies a lot, is they pose a lot of questions at the beginning of the movie, and they don't answer them right away. Like, for example, exactly. the biggest one that you're noticing right off the bat is, why isn't Eddie in any of the the Talking Head interviews that they're doing? And they don't, they don't tell you right away, and you're like, kind of left to wonder that. But the one for me that was kind of crazy, how they come back to it was... 
um, I think it was, maybe it was Bobby that said when they first met, he was like, this is either going to be like a really great thing or this is going to be like terrible, terrible that we all just yeah. met each other because it's like an instant bond and they all meet each other. And it seems like on the surface that this is a great thing, but you realize as their lives go on that like, and that's another great question the movie asks, like, would they have been better off never knowing? Oh yeah. I mean that, that was kind of, that kind of, and then I'm still thinking about it. Like that was, I think that was how the movie really, uh, how it really utilized that storytelling device where they introduce things and then they kind of let you think about them before they tell you what really happened. Exactly. I, I find a lot of the times with documentaries, it kind of feels like they kind of give you this rigid way of this is what, what we want you to think about what we're telling. And what I really loved about this is that it was... And obviously, in terms of the whole ethics versus science debate, this clearly leans towards ethics, and I, I'd agree. But it it doesn't like spoon feed you anything. It really it makes you makes you work. You know, it makes you think, and it gives you that space to think and make your own objective kind of decisions about what's happening. Right. One time where I I felt like that was definitely the case is are there they're interviewing that the scientist woman who was mm-hmm. she was like an assistant to them and at first you're like you kind of against her because you're like she was a part of this but then you realize like she wasn't really that involved mm-hmm. um so it's like is she is she like exempt from all the criticism that the rest of the team would have gotten or is she just as guilty for being involved mm-hmm. um like that's not something the movie tells you that's just something you have to decide on your own um, and I actually, I thought she was a really interesting uh, person that they Oh, I thought interviewed. she was, I thought she was incredible. Right. You were laughing at the, was it the Picasso thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's like spending the all this time on the, on the, all the pictures and she's like, oh, these are my Picassos. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I mean, I, yeah, I think the, the questions that the movie brings up was definitely the, the strongest part of it. Exactly. Like, like you said, when she first appears on screen, you immediately think, oh, she's, associated with this research team she must be evil you know she's horrible she's from europe that's never a good sign <laughs> but um the first thing she does is the crew arrives to her house and she says would you guys like any coffee right she's showing them around showing them her photos all the things that she's proud of right you kind of get a sense of what her life is like and she just seems again like just such a sweet old lady but it's like yeah. And you, know, and, you know, she is, but it's, she was just a part of something that, you know, is she morally compromised as a whole? Right. And, like, yeah, that's that's definitely a big question. I thought she she was very interesting to watch in her points of view on things where, especially when she's talking about free will, mm-hmm. and she's like, everyone wants to believe that they have some sort of control over what's happening or else, like, like, like why... It's like, it's like this crazy question that we can't answer. Like, do we have free will? And she's like, people want to think that they have free will, but you take these three kids who, um, all grew up in very intentionally different homes Mm -hmm. and they were all more or less the same on a surface level. But then it kind of, you, when you start to see really how troubled Eddie was and how different they were deeper, it kind of brings up that nurture argument, uh, that maybe, maybe it wasn't. All nature, but the movie doesn't tell you. It kind of makes you yeah. think about that. Um, 
Yeah. All right. So, any other any other thoughts on that before we move along a little bit? Oh uh, no. That's... Yeah. So when I I mentioned in my negatives that I felt like the scope was a little bit too big. Um, it's and I said it's kind of inherent in the story because you realize that it's not just these three these three triplets. It's exactly. an entire like branch branching tree of people in the world that. Well, and some of them, they said there, he said that he thinks there's probably at least four, four people out there that have identical twins that they'll never know about. Um, which was, that's like mind blowing to think that if you're born, I think it was between 61 and 80. Yeah. Um, and you were adopted, like you could have, (laughs) you could have Mm -hmm. a twin out there. And then that was another thing that she was like, would you be better off? Like put yourself and I'm sure if you've seen the movie, you've already done this, but I'm just reiterating. Put yourself in the shoes of somebody who's in their late 50s, early 60s. They have a normal life. Would you want to know that you had been raised as like an experiment and everything in your life was kind of planned out to that point? Or like, would you rather just go on living and not know? Like, that's that's a crazy question that I did not expect to come out of this movie at all. And I mean, imagine, you know, because they're, they're at the point... They were at the point in their lives where you and I are now. Right. I mean, imagine imagine meeting an identical copy of yourself. You know, all the same interests, all, you know, the same. You smoke the same cigarettes. You like right. the same girls. You know? Yeah. It's like, what what are you at that point? You know, do you have that same individuality? Right. You know, especially once you find out that you're essentially a lab rat. Right. And that was, that was, I think, what bothered uh, David and Bobby so much is they mm-hmm. felt like they were just experiments and they were just lab rats. Exactly. Um, and the, it was so crazy when they're talking about how they would, like, bang their heads against the walls because of separation anxiety. Like, at that point, that's just, like... I mean, that's... They're babies. Yeah, they're literally know? infants. Um, like, they, they have no way of, like, really communicating, but... I mean that's like a clear sign right right off the bat that this was and that just a makes mistake. that makes me feel so much for the parents like mm-hmm. there was it was so out of their control like they I'm sure they were like trying to figure out what is what is wrong with my child and there was nothing they could do to rationalize what that what was happening because it was something someone else had done Ugh, just that's just so crazy um so yeah so in the movie I know jumping around a little bit forward the movie doesn't really give you a clear picture of really what the end result was of why these experiments were done. Um, it kind of, we don't even know, right. It, 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 I guess guesses or alludes to that. Maybe it was to see how different children were raised in different homes. And if, um, the way that the parents acted would change who they were, or if they were so like fundamentally going to be the same, that it didn't matter where they ended up. And I think, um, that's kind of the closest we get to a reasoning why, but yeah, so they're still, they're still trying to figure out why, which is a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, we can't go without mentioning the whole mental health aspect. Right. And it seems like, you know, such vehement denial of that when I don't think it would be a coincidence that half of the birth mothers, or well, pretty much all the birth mothers had... A history of mental illness. Right. Yeah. The guy they the guy they ask says he doesn't think that was it, but he said like it was possible that 
because he came on afterwards that that was the original intention. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy when they were interviewing David and they were like, "Does your did your mother have any mental health issues? And he was like, maybe if they were minor. And then he's like thinking about it and he's like, yeah, she probably did. Yeah, and then the other girls did. Think think about their first uh, their first experience meeting the mother. Right. Yeah, you she know? was like... Like they're borderline alcoholic. Exactly. Like they're some college celebrity party boys, and right. she's going shot for shot with them. Yeah, and I know we're backtracking a little bit, but I loved, I loved how they portrayed them when they were like just living it up in New York City. Oh like everyone God. wanted to be friends with them. That yeah. was just like you could totally like imagine being them in that time, uh, where they're like B-list celebrities, but everyone in New York knows who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty cool. I, yeah, and that I think I had never heard of the triplets or anything about oh, them before yeah. that. So, um, but I, I guess I guess they were pretty popular, and they were in a, a Madonna movie oh, for yeah. a scene. Um, yeah, and I think you noted, and maybe you can talk about this a little bit more uh, that it was like a heartwarming movie at points, but it's also like kind of gut wrenching. Exactly, and like I like I said earlier, I think the most effective way that's kind of uh, communicated is through the score. But I don't, it's just, I'm trying to think of a good way to word it, but help me out here. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Melancholy? Uh, it's not even that. It's like the start, you just, you're rooting for them. Right. You know, and it's, it starts off as like, oh, this could be like the most, you know, because if, if that tone from the first half continues all the way through... Right, it's just a story about these three brothers who exactly. connected. Exactly. It's the feel-good movie of the year. Right. You know, but... No, yeah. Far from it in but reality. It, but it never feels like it's, like, too drastic of a tonal shift. Like, they um, do a nice job of, like, slowly getting deeper and deeper and as you, as the audience, kind of realize what's going on. And they, they take a while to do it, too. That was another thing where the movie shows restraint where, like, the juiciest part of the story they like hold off because you uh, as the audience you sense that there's something more going on but they wait until like halfway exactly. through the movie to really tell you what's going on yeah and that that really makes you kind of it puts you in the shoes of the characters because i mean for the first half you're falling in love with the brothers as they're falling in love with each other right and then as everything's kind of starts to unravel and the truth comes out you're i mean you're just as confused as them. Oh, well. Yeah. Probably less so, but... Yeah, I don't know. Just, like, the craziest thing about this is that it's something that really happened and took place. Like, it's so crazy that it could be it could be a fictional movie and you'd buy it. Oh, but who could ever write this? Well, they're going to try to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Noah oh, was telling point, me, I guess, point. they're, um, they're going to make a movie based off this. Mm-hmm. Which, like... Why? <laughs> yeah, I don't see. I don't see the point of a spinoff. Uh, at least, like, not in the narrative sense. I mean, I guess. I guess this is how people feel. Like, I don't see too many documentaries. I see like two or three a year, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I guess this is how people feel whenever they make a movie that there's already been a documentary on. Like, why tell it again? Um, but I feel like this. This was that just a check. perfect way. Yeah, I know, right? I feel like this was just the perfect way to tell the story. If they're, I guess, if they're gonna do a film version, I'd wonder like what, what aspect are they gonna bring to it that they didn't bring here? Yeah. Um, but I guess they would probably get one actor to play, all three characters, Tom Hardy style. So, 
Look forward to seeing oh my gosh. three Shia LaBeoufs or whoever, whoever they <laughs> cast. <laughs> he, didn't, he looked the part. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so any, uh, any other closing thoughts before we wrap this thing up? Um, I mean, I think, let me get your opinion yeah. on the science versus ethics. You know, when... I think there's an argument to be made that ethics can kind of take a backseat to science sometimes, especially mm-hmm. when you're um, trying to be the pioneers of something new. But uh, I, I think it's we, we, you try to like mess with something so sensitive, like children, and especially the connection between twins. It's just like there's no there's no arguing for why that's okay. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Well, let me let me play devil's advocate, and obviously these aren't my beliefs but let's say you're the head of by the way i'm just gonna edit this so that these are your beliefs but continue oh great love (laughs) you but um let's say let's say you're the head of this research team and you know you get these results and let's say with this research you can improve the quality of life for you know all the children born from you know the day of that experiment forward is that worth it for these, you know, for these eight sets of, like, twins, triplets? No. Because I think in your assumption, this is the only way to to improve the lives. And I feel like there's always there's other, always another way around it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, definitely recommend this movie. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I've been Jack Safer. Noah, thanks for joining me. Oh, pleasure as always. And we'll see you next time.